0: Welcome to SelfDiscoveryRadio.com, where we bring you insightful, liberating, intuitive people from around the globe. They share their life's journeys and experience wisdom to guide you on your own discovery of self. Each week from Tuesday to Monday, we will bring you new shows on our many genres, and with over 1,400 shows, we have the answers for you. Enjoy your listening on SelfDiscoveryRadio.com. Discovery <laughs> you. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living with me, your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today, Doug Setter. How to uncrazy your physical and mental barriers. And yes, it can kind of drive you crazy, can't it? The body's not working the way it wants to, the mind is spinning off in different directions. How do we actually get ourselves back in the zone, back on track, and kind of simplify our lives and stop the craziness? Well, you know, Doug's been being down quite a journey himself. He was born with clubfoot, Um he's had phrenomorph pre- 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 I can't even say the word—three um, times. Um he's had his share of beatings. He has been uh, couldn't join the army because he was underweight. Um, you know he's been through it through his life but you know it's he's one of these people he's never going to give up and he's never going to give in and because of that attitude it's kind of led him down the path that he's doing now which is helping people kind of uh, find that physical and that mental alignment so that they can actually live in harmony um, with both the mind and the body and what it's meant to do and uh, he knows how to break those barriers down. Uh, barriers down he also knows how to Uh, flatten the stomach and reduce your alcohol craving and uh, he's an author of four books and uh, so let's learn the tips that uh, we can get from him you know on nutrition on the mindset on what we can do and the fact that it's never too late to do something for ourselves and sometimes it's just a question of getting over ourselves and just getting into whatever it is that we need to do. He did it from the other aspect of being too small um, too thin, too weak, to becoming a paratrooper, climb, climbing Mount Rainier, um, kickboxing uh, in Canada and Asia, uh, winning a championship at 40. So it's never too late, folks, to kind of pursue something and just do what we need to do to live a full, abundant life. So welcome to the show, Doug.
1: Oh, hey, hey thanks. Um, thanks, Sarah.
0: So, I mean, you know, most what? people are kind of saying, you know, oh, I'm overweight and I've got to lose that. But people don't realize that there's a lot of people that, you know, are the smaller frame, that are the skinnier. And, of course, back in the Army days, it used to be you had to have a particular weight and height, um, you know, restriction. And, you know, it's um, there is the other side of the equation, isn't it, when people are too small to a- achieve things in life. You know, we saw that in Captain America, you know, the small man that wanted to be bigger. Um, there is a way of kind of fortifying yourself and becoming that bigger person without being the bigger person.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, what, I think a lot of it, Well, I found out is, uh, is it was patience. Mm-hmm. Um, we all we all go on about exercising and force-feeding ourselves because you want to get big fast, right? Uh such a little guy getting beat on, um, but I found you know what is really cool. I got an article out of the Survivor magazine, and this guy had been he'd been a this Michael H. Brown. He'd been a, a paratrooper. He'd been a ex-convict. He'd been a number of things, and he went from 140 pounds to to 20, and, and a lot of it was just um, it's not what just you exercise is how you rest, how you eat, how you sleep, and it's the t- other 23 hours a day that really affects. Uh, your your you know your strength and your health. So I found when I actually cut back on my exercise, you know, I was a little more intelligent about it. And lo and behold, I just started getting you know muscle weight. And mm-hmm. Of course, cutting out the junk food, cutting out the you know um, the beer and whatnot. But what a difference! And even nowadays, I've uh, I've worked with people. I've talked. I've learned, and you you actually get more done with less. Yeah. So I I run faster. Than I did before. I mean, I ran this half marathon. I beat people in my younger age groups, and I was only training about three times a week. But you do, you do it very intelligently, uh, more intensely. And um, you know, but and in that, unfortunately, I got into exercise addiction, and I really—that's uh, something you really got to watch for, especially with women. The young women mm-hmm. want to do all this cardio all the time, and and, and Put too you much just step on back sometimes. Oh, yeah, it, it it does. And actually, I talked to a naturopath, and he was saying it actually accelerates the aging process if you do it excessively. So, mm. uh, I mean,
0: moderation yeah, is the key to everything moderate. in life, isn't it? You know, is it, we're not oh, meant to be sure. excessive. Yeah. And it's how to yeah, find that moderation. It, it, I fight.
1: Yeah, and, well, every athlete that's injured. Yes, yes. You know, that's how you find out the hard way I'm yeah. sure you've you've uh, know the extremes of overwork and, and um, uh, mine, yeah.
0: is, mine is mental overwork certainly not physical um but sure you know that I think that that's the, th- the key to life isn't it just finding um simplifying you know finding something that works for you productively instead of having to always be in production and uh, and just being very very mindful that You know, more isn't more. Very often, less is more. If you're very, very smart and intelligent about what you're doing, you're going to reach the results and the accomplishments so much better. Um, But we are inclined to be rather excessive in everything that we do, isn't it? Mind and body.
1: Oh yeah. But you know, it's funny you you mentioned that. and Some of the outlets, I've read a famous people. One of my favorite authors, he's a he's a lawyer, child abuse lawyer, and he's also a writer, and he's written like 18 novels, and uh, he likes the racetrack,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: or he's got something else, and this guy's brilliant, he's hardworking, he's fit, but he, and I've run into people like that, um, you know, they're martial artists or they're, they're um, you know, chiropractors and medical professionals, and they all have these interesting hobbies, like they're not one-sided people, and I found that myself. Uh, you know, you overtrain, you get isolated, you you lose it in other parts of your life. But um, yeah, definitely. And of course, the way to do it is go out there and find it. But I've been getting a dance lately, and it's it's so awesome. You're overcoming a lot of mental barriers, and it's fun and son of a gun. I mean, I'm getting more coordinated. So <laughs> if people find stuff they like, well, you know, it, it, in gardening, I know a friend of mine. She started. She went up to work up north, and she got. And I thought, you know, I'm not trying to be a wise guy, but I mean, you look fitter. It's obviously working for you, you know. Mm-hmm. She had to carry wood, you know. so some people, yeah, find something they like and it works for them. They don't all have to be down at the gym doing treadmills and and uh, thigh masters and starvation diets, you know.
0: Well, I also think that it's, uh, it goes a little bit too much to the extreme, where, <clears throat> where the body takes on a totally different look and shape. And, you know, women weren't meant to be, you know, six-packs and all muscular. Um, you know, there is no. something beautiful feminine about a softer touch. You just want to be toned and healthy and strong, but without going to that other extreme.
1: Well, well, if you look at, um, interesting you say that, because if you look at the 1950s, 1960s, 1970s, and it wasn't until, I think, the late 80s when <clears throat> the... Uh, the thin, uh, French fashion models came in. If you look at all of them, they're all wide hip. All the Playboy models, all the um, who else was it? Miss America winners. Yeah. I mean, Bridget you compare. Barlow. I mean, you look yeah. at someone. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Richard.
0: Bridget, Bridget Rachel uh, Welch, uh, Sophie Loren, Michael Welch. Mm-hmm. Thank
1: you, mm-hmm. Sophie Loren. Yep, still at age seventy, she's she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, Marilyn Monroe. And what what it is? There's a, a study by Dr. Singh uh, Devaranda. Deborah, Deveranda, pardon me, and um, yeah, he found that most cultures, it's the uh, the women with hips wider than waist. It's called the waist hip ratio. It's become quite popular lately, but all the way down from the Venus sculptures 2,000 years ago mm-hmm. <clears throat> until, um, and yeah, it's it's. I look. I used to like watching the old the old. Uh, Annette, um, oh, who is it? What's her name? It was it was Frankie Avalon and uh, Annette. Uh, Benny not Benny All the beach. Yeah,
0: uh, I know Sorry. You mean. No, yeah. I got Annette Benny. But it's yeah, the person,
1: but fr- mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but the uh, it was awesome. The beach blanket, bingo, all those, and they all had these curvy shapes. And had, I nowadays they would might call it a paunch, but no, that was a mm-hmm. normal fi- female figure. And oh. you go to Europe. I've been, and yeah, they have this nice shapely figure and mm-hmm. it's not for marathon running but it looks very classy and on a certain level it it does it's more eye-catching mm-hmm. i mean more feminine i'm out <laughs> here in kits. thank you mm-hmm. and it's far more feminine I mean, i'm out here in kits and you know everyone's very fit but from a distance um you really can't tell some people are male male or female um <laughs> I know. sorry they have these very lean figures and you know and that's fine it's cute it looks good and and but um, yeah, you go to Europe, you know, like you go to Quebec. The, the gal's they dress very effeminate, and right off the get-go, um, yeah, that is a lady. And, and you know
0: that's um, um you know kind of <coughs> we have these curves for a reason, and you know we you know having yes being toned so we don't have the flab, we don't have the cellulite. You know that our bodies are very muscular in the sense of the tonage. It, you know, but to to start kind of. You know, becoming a man, it it defeats the object. And, uh, you know, the the woman is meant to have a little bit of a belly. You know, that's the the cushion for the head. And um, we're meant to have those curves because that's what defines us as as what we are. And I think that, um, you know, this unisex look became very, I don't know, fashionable somewhere along the line. And uh, we 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 wonder why men can't treat us like women, but it's because we're acting like men. So you know we need to kind of get back into sure. our femininity and own it and and take pride over it.
1: No, I concur. I, a friend, uh, actually, a Gal, I tried to date for years. We're still friends, and she came back from Austria, and uh, yeah, um, she was saying something very similar. And uh, just you know, it's changed. The simple. I was watching a 1930s movie, and this couple are arguing, but while they're arguing, he walks her outside, or the restaurant, first he helps her out of her chair, and he puts on her, helps her with her jacket, he goes outside, and he, help, he opens the door for her, but they're still in this heated <laughs> argument, but I thought, that's hilarious, because there's all these little, you know, little courtesies they did just automatically, and it was unheard of not to. Um, Whereas today, they like. probably I, throw I, the
0: chair and yeah, stomp out. It,
1: yeah, and it's... <laughs> It's not being complacent or or wimpy or whatever. It's just, no, that's what a man does. Yes, exactly.
0: Okay? Respect. And, uh, respect. And,
1: and, and, yeah. Yeah. It, thank you. And and mutual respect, self-respect, and what goes with it. So, uh, you know, I, I, I admire that. Um, but, yeah, I, I this whole, the I mean, there are some awesome athletes. And, uh, you know, I see some gals in the gym, and they're doing a great job. And then there's, every now and then, I was like, oh, my God those are not normal shoulders, like what's mm-hmm. going on there and whatever you're into. Um, but yeah, I, I, I get back to another one of the um, Dr. Devendra's um, research is I took a bunch of college males and they would show them silhouettes now and they, which is most attractive. Now what they said or what they've been conditioned to, some of it contradicted to what their brain waves were, 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 um, uh, Responding. Part of this experiment was actually to register the, the reaction in their brain. So on a primal level, the curvy bodies were, were they were seen as more attractive, fertile, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But on a primal level, no. Right off the get-go, you know, in these male minds, was that, no, that is far more attractive. That will, in a certain level, probably produce healthier children, um, whatever, Whereas, whereas if you you know if you program the oh, I can't say that. or oh, that's improper. Or you've been seeing enough images and convince you something's more attractive, maybe. But yeah, on a primal level, we generally find that more. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, from a you know, perspective curve, waves perspective
0: <laughs> You know, um, you know, there's, there's you know, all these actors that have got to have the eight pack or the sixteen pack, and and everything is right, so chiselled, right. and you know, women like to be able to hug, and we don't want necessarily squishy, you know, the Pillsbury dough man, but we do want to have something that's a little right. soft, and not something that you feel you put your head on and bounce off because it's so hard, you oh, know. And it may look that's... good, but you know, I, I again, it's like, where's the comfortability? You know, when when you wrap yourself out in each other's arms. You want a certain amount of softness and comfortability. And if both bodies are so goddamn hard, you know, it just doesn't feel terribly romantic.
1: Well, I guess that's my problem then. (laughs) I'm too hard. No, I'm kidding. Uh, So it's funny. One guy said, he said, you know, he was was dating this mayor And I got the utmost respect for, you know, runners and that. But he says, yeah, damn it. I had to turn the lights on to make sure I wasn't, you know. I was a <laughs> guy and I okay. That's kinda of <laughs> funny. But no, I it yeah. you know, you look at some of the look at some outstanding athletes, you look at the boxers, you look at uh wrestlers, you look at uh, professional um trying to think what other professional athletes, but they are not chiseled.
0: No they're
1: not I mean they're strong looking and, and um I mean I read an interesting article, good one met the guy that he his whole process before our photos you take you over drink water for two or three days and then you dehydrate yourself and then you only eat fish and water you only you know and you get to the point where your body is abnormal and mm. now you can take a picture of it the sick? same thing same thing yeah.
0: i mean you look at muhammad ali's daughter. Uh, it's artificial yeah it's artificial but i mean you, thank you, you, know, you muhammad ali's daughter i mean she's you know he, she's beautiful i mean she's a a tall, big, yeah. muscular woman with curves and femininity. Even when she's knocking someone yeah. out, you know, she's still all woman. Right. And, and she didn't have to become this yes. male image to be what she is. So there is no. a, there is a danger like of
1: going th- too far. Um, again, uh, I read a lot with Michael H. Brown. I, I I like this guy, and he says better tough than buff. Mm-hmm. And his thing is, uh, you know, I'd, I'd rather be able to you know, deadlift a heavy amount of weight rather than look good. And so you look at, like I said, the athletes who are, what's the word, functional, mm-hmm. if you will, they, yeah, they're not, might not be body beautiful, but, uh, I mean, I knew a lot of guys in the Airborne, like the paratroopers, and, <laughs> yeah, they, a lot of them had beer guts, and they had these sloped shoulders, but, my God, they could run for, you know, run for miles with heavy load on their backs, um, well, if you remember, with,
0: with exactly, exactly. And if you remember right. the C- Kurt Russell, you know, back in the day, I mean, he was the epitome, wasn't he? Yep. It was the big, broad shoulders, the strong arms. But there was no yeah. like eight or six pack yep. there, you know, and it's, I don't That's know where true. this eight or six pack comes from. You know, it's a washboard. Are we meant to play a musical <laughs> instrument on it or wash laundry on it? You know, what, where, did, where did this fad for the six and eight pack come along?
1: I don't know. Again, the fashion thing. I mean, it is. Uh, it's supposed to be a sign of abdominal strength. Um, I mean, I look at pictures of uh, Joseph uh, Pilates, the inventor of, of Pilates, and there he is, about 82. He's fairly ripped, but he's not that defined. Like mm-hmm. he's strong looking, you know, and he's got very uh, very barrel shaped to him. He's not. He doesn't have this V shape torso. And, uh I mean, there's a guy that was, he was a, a boxer at one time, a, a circus performer. Then he did time in a prisoner of war camp and, and then he designed this cool system that, that, that the dancers took on because it made them stronger without being bulky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. You look at the old time athletes, some of these hard, hard people, actually there's another one, I forget her name. She was a, um, like beautiful woman, but it wasn't, no, there was no, uh, ripped, mm-hmm. um, you know, muscles. You look at, uh, you know, gentlemen, Jim Corbett and John L. Sullivan, they're big, broad, I was, well, look at some of our older actors, you know, Kirk yeah. Douglas, Charles Johnson, yeah. you know, they were very impressionable at the physiques, but they weren't, they weren't what you call ripped. Exactly.
0: And so, you know, like, You know, the landscape today, you know, for women is this this thing that you've got to be muscular and and have, you know, this wash pack and things like this and it's taking away the femininity. It's the same for the guys, isn't it? I've got to go to the gym and I've got to have a six pack or no one's going to look at me. And it's like, go and work out to be healthy, whether it's in a gym or whether you're going in nature or whether you're riding a bike or jogging or whatever Mm -hmm. the case is. There's a way of strengthening your body. Uh, and building up that strength yeah. for a healthy lifestyle and, and still looking good, but stop being a slave to this, oh, you're only sexy or you're only healthy if you have this six-pack.
1: Well, that's perception, but no, I I hear you. Um, I mean, a friend of mine used to bench. I had two friends. They used to bench over 300, and uh, yeah, big, but uh, yeah, they weren't... Uh, um, what you call cut or whatever. And, and the guy was, you know, the guy, both of them, they hard work. They came up from um, 100 Mile House. So they, you know, chop wood and mm-hmm. rode horses and did all this stuff. They're already strong. Um, yeah, but I get back to functional strength, Functional, um, you move better, you feel better. One thing I noticed with taking Pilates, I noticed a lot of guys in the gym, they get these rotating, see so them stand there, their knuckles. I call them the white-knuckle crew. But uh, their arms are turning in, so you see the, the back of their hands, and what happens is some of the the shoulder gets impinged, and they get this weird... Anyway, it's actually... The posture rolls in. So you mm-hmm. get this kind of a hunched ape-like. So, yes.
0: And it's almost like yeah, they're walking again, with their shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's the upper body shoulders. Yeah. Waiting, they can't seem to move their hands. There was a, There was a great... I can't remember what movie it is, but a Kung Fu type movie. And there is this big, huge, muscular, you know, um, bouncer at the door. And he's there and he's huge. And the guy that's about to take him on is this tiny um, little Asian guy, you know, Kung Fu guy. And this guy's strutting his stuff. And the Asian guy just comes along, jumps up and goes, boop, boop, boop. You know, little karate chops up there yeah. and boom—the guy goes down. And so, you know, one must—the oh, strength isn't all in that big, huge. In fact, actually, it could be a deterrent because you can't move very fast if you've become that muscular. And that nimble, that nimble quickness, and and having your muscles respond to you and give you that flight is is kind of really yes. beneficial.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's ex- I, the whole uh, whole um, the myth of the. Like he says, the, the you know the tiny uh, martial art guy dispatching all these huge guys is is uh, I mean, they're few and far between. Um, Bruce Lee. <laughs> how that put this? But you know, I, I, I well, no, they are. But no, I, I hear you. But the other extreme, I remember in the sixties and seventies, you know, a lot of there's a lot of mis- mysticism and a lot of these karate guys. Um, they got North Americanized. so they're all these wispy guys jumping around. They're very good. And then, wait a minute, uh, around the 80s, we got these heavy-conditioned athletes. Mm-hmm. And when I was in Hong Kong, you had to have the juice, you know. You, you, you had to be able to go in there and, and, and trade, if you will. Um, of course, it's better to give than receive, but you had to have that. And I think that's another uh, fault that some people think that their skill will you no know, Part of training, if you're going to be a well-around, you have to have the endurance and the and the strength as well. But yeah, I I hear you. The um I knew some some martial arts would deliberately go in and and try to intimidate these larger um you know, bouncers and that which is not very nice. 'cause they're trying to do their job. But uh uh oh there's a story. Here's a story for you. It was there's a bouncer from Winnipeg who went down the States to train with Julio Gracie, who was the founder of uh the Gracie Jiu Jitsu. I don't know if you ever watched this MMA on TV, or the Ultimate Fight Championships, but uh, Not necessarily. this guy nice is time. his son. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I came across it decades ago, but anyway, there's a bunch of Royce, Gracie, and all these jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys, and they're phenomenal. And the old man, um, he taught them. So anyway, this bouncer goes down, and he trains the jiu-jitsu, and they say, okay, your final test is, is to go with the old man. Well, this guy, he's 82 by then. He's 143 pounds. He thought it was a joke. Well, you know, a minute later <laughs> and several injuries later this, this little and he's just a vicious uh man. He was just phenomenal and he and he dislocated this guy's shoulder and just put him in a bad spot. But uh yeah, there there are the the few, but um
0: you I mean, have to have both dis- you know, you yeah. have to have the discipline yeah. and, and, and being able to use your muscles in a in, in a certain exactly. way, yeah. Oh
1: well, we're getting we're getting back to functional yeah. Functional muscle, right? Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I think one of the worst things to happen actually to to athletes and things is steroids, um, because you oh, know, you yeah, know, it, it doesn't serve anybody. I mean, there's so many people, at the side effects, and and uh, a steroid body again looks so fake. Um, and you know, that seemed to be something that kind of really became quite prevalent in the 80s. And and although banned many yes. places, yeah. still very popular with monster guys yeah. and. And they just don't realize how much danger there is in it, and from impotency to oh. you know, many other things.
1: I've I read a lot of the records, and I've talked to guys who've done it, and they say, you know, they, they, they taper on, taper off. And there, there's been, succe- I'll, I'll say, yeah, there's been successful um, usage. And to be honest, if I know about as a teenager being underweight, I'd be all over that. But uh, there's also, uh, I think it's Robbie Robinson, former... Um, I think it was Mr. Universe. Could have been Mr. America. eh, eh, You know, he's on a kidney machine. If he's still alive, I don't know. Um, Yeah, there's all sorts of cases. And you can see some actors. Mm -hmm. And some guys point out there's certain things, certain features with a jaw. I'm not sure what they say. Oh, yeah, there's steroids, steroids.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, yeah, it... it, uh, I mean, I've experimented with just you know natural growth hormone releasers and and you again you have to work out you have to rest and then you taper off and it's it's still they're safe but i've never done the extreme and the guys friends of mine i know have done it yeah they've they've they're hurting now yes. you know 10 years 20 years later they they've already yeah their bodies are paying for it
0: and again it's kind yeah. of the shortcut isn't it because as you were saying at the top of the hour patience. You know, if you want to build your body and you want yeah. to build your strength, it is a mind, you know, and body, you know, partnership. You know, you have to know when to rest, you know, what kind of nutrition, when not to yep. put yourself, how to listen to your body, you know, how to push it a little further. And, and it isn't like, you know, one exercise suits all because each body is different. So it no. really is a partnership, no. isn't it, with
1: yourself? You know, I, I remember, um, I trained a gal, she's a beautiful woman, she's like, uh, must have been in her 40s, but she was complaining she wasn't losing the weight. And I go, well, you know, someone else in the gym I said, well, no, you're looking better, you're, you know, everything's in the right places and you're getting spent, but she's so into this, it's got to be cardio, 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 because mm-hmm. my old trainer did this, well, your old trainer was 22 years old, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy those workouts and that, but, uh, Guess what? When I'm I'm in my 50s now, and just I just don't, I don't heal as fast as I yeah. used to. And what what's very good is if I got a bunch of 18-year-old recruits. Well, yes, I'm going to run them hard and run them cardio. But I've got a you know an older client. No, no, we're going to work on your posture, your structure, your movements, your range of motion, and um, definitely a different science, definitely a different approach.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Then. Uh, yeah
0: and and it also is don't kind of become a slave to you know what somebody else is looking like or what somebody else
1: is doing thank you you have to listen to your own body
0: and what it needs and what it can do i know
1: i'm the worst i'm a worst offender i'm sorry if i'm in the gym and (laughs) and you know people are looking i can't just do the set i have to do some more you know and I'm just i'm bad for that because i Oh well, okay, well, you know, he's doing you know, he's he's only half my age, so what? You know, I'll try I'll do them sometime and and then you can't train for two or three days later if you do too much and oh well. <laughs> your
0: own worst enemy, right? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I, and well, and that's, that's where you really it, yeah. you know, you have to listen to your body because you know, your body is, is with you to the day you go, right? It's this is the vessel that you've oh, been given for sure. in this lifetime. So, yeah. you know, it's 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 not just the exercise. It's most certainly about the stress in your life, reducing that. It is about the nutrition, oh, how you're fortifying yeah. yourself. Um, and you really have got yeah. to know what works for you. And, um, you know, I don't care if yep. Joe over there or Jane over there is lifting 500 pounds. You know, that's not for you. You know, do what you need to do for you and get to know what you need.
1: Well, yeah, you, you talk a diet. Well... You know, I, it drives me nuts when I get the, uh, you know, the, the Beverly Hills diet. Well, that's very fine if you're uh, if you're some celebrity who lives in Beverly Hills in a hot climate. It's quite all right to eat sixteen oranges a day and, and whatever else. Now, if you're you're uh, you're doing hard physical work in northern Ontario, uh, no, you need about six thousand calories a day, and even then you're losing weight. Um, you know, if you're an office worker in downtown okay you might you might need less uh, uh you know heat production but you also might be in a colder climate mm-hmm. like if you're up here in vancouver your your body's going to be you know um a little different than someone in southern california you know we've got it's colder here or we got different so you know i would when you know the what's the other mediterranean diet yeah it does work i mean there's certain good things about it and there's certain flaws with it but where did it come from? Mediterranean? Is it is it indigenous to our environment? Right. No, not really. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, um, you
0: you know when the winter starts want, coming or the cold starts coming, your body craves more food. It wants to pack for the winter, right? Exactly.
1: Well, you tend, you you, yeah, you tend to eat more starchy vegetables. You just start craving more meat and fat. You start craving uh, less um, less vegetable or less fruit. And I mean, the whole thing was, you know, I always thought citrus fruits were strange when I was a kid, because it came from down in Florida, and it didn't grow here. So how did the North American natives survive? Well, they ate berries. Mm-hmm. And somewhere along the line, we were convinced we needed citrus fruit, or we wouldn't get scurvy. And that's a fallacy.
0: Yes, because the berries you know? have the vitamin C that we need anyway.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then the imported stuff.
0: Yes. And that's that goes back to the point yeah. of eating local. You know, Is if you are from a certain yeah. area, you know, eating the local yeah. fresh farm foods is going to serve you because your body is in alignment with the earth. And so if you're eating Egg. the food from Egg. that earth, it's serving you.
1: Yeah, like in the summertime, your body, um, I believe it, there you got mixed it up, but I think you crave more, a potassium, which comes in your fruits and vegetables which which are out season and and in the winter you you tend to create more sodium, which is in more in the meats and the and the uh, yeah mostly in meat products but uh yeah definitely it's uh and mind you, there are certain herbs in that which come from other areas uh you know like your ginseng root and a mock on that, but mm-hmm. having said that it also grows quite well in b c so Another good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, we we have a lot of artificial uh, artificial needs in our diet. It's kind of interesting. And where of it course, came uh, from I don't know.
0: You know, the other thing the body needs is you know we're not getting the same wholesome food that our fathers did. Um, but just because it's not no, in the soil no. and the you know the the stupid roundup and pesticides even if you're eating organic there's still you know the spray that goes over so we really do need to kind of supplement our bodies with with um yes. and help it along so you know um you have to discover what it is your body is lacking and find that supplement that can fortify it right
1: yep definitely definitely i i uh, um I tend to go to optimal because when I, I was in university they said, Well here's the minimum daily requirements or what was it called? Um yeah, nutritional daily intake. Yeah. Like, yeah. And Yeah, and, and yeah, and you know what you look at, okay, I get that. This is for the bare bones survival. Mm-hmm. So let's take something like vitamin C, I think it's fifty milligrams a day. Okay, well, fine. If I have no stress in my life, if I don't have any injuries, if I um mm-hmm. And all my other nutrients there's another thing too about nutrition is it you know if you go onto a a football field with half your team then everyone's working harder and you're gonna lose anyway so it's we could be missing a lot of uh, micronutrients and whatnot so I I take lots of vitamins I take sometimes ten times the recommended dose and sometimes it takes weeks and months for your body to replenish itself if it's been running on empty for so long,
0: it's three um, months. Uh, every I'll, three months, our body yeah. uh, tissue and um, and cellular changes over, so it takes three months for the body sure. to repair and to rejuvenate.
1: Yeah, um, I know different parts rejuvenate, but definitely, and um, you know, you can go overboard with it. But again, you find out. You know, I take so much vitamin C, I start having more. Frequent trips to the washroom, okay, I'll cut back a bit. But yeah. uh, I'll find also sometimes I can take mass amounts. And it doesn't bother me. So what's that telling you? Maybe I'm short on it. Right. I mean, uh, you know. Um, and and there's one I, I like to like bring up. You're sweating
0: up. out a lot, right?
1: If working, exactly. you Exactly. Thank you. Yes, you are. Yep. You're sweating it out. You're And you're, you're causing tissue damage and your body's recovering. And, and if you're overcoming an illness... Um, Mild radiation exposure. All these, there's all these things that are, are your body's, you know, fighting and repairing itself. And sometimes it's safe. Your body rests. You notice how sometime in the weekend you get sick. Well, your body's trying to recover, mm-hmm. trying to catch up from weeks and weeks of, um, of abuse. But uh, one, one, one vitamin I will mention is vitamin D, D3. <clears throat> and and I remember as a kid we ran around, you know. We, I think I had sunblock too, if I had any sunblock at all. We just naturally build up resistance to the sunlight. We ran around lots. And then somewhere along the line, it was, <clears throat> okay, sun, skin, cancer, mm-hmm. which I admit it does people. And then the other thing I'm going to harp on is the the low-fat foods. Well, the low-fat yogurt, zero yogurt, first of all, there's no taste. And what do we replace it with? Chemicals. Replace it with sugar.
0: Yeah, yeah. So...
1: Yeah, and chemicals and sugar, and so now you're, you're, uh, where it's, one we're not getting as much sunlight we used to. Again, university they said minimum ten minutes a day facial exposure. Okay, I don't think so personally. Um, and then this this minimum, I believe it's might be eight hundred to a thousand international units of vitamin D3. Well, if you've been short all all year. Then you're, you might need to take a little more, and I I've, I've was talking to a gentleman at one of the pharmacies, and he was talking, no, oh, you need 10 to twenty thousand international units to your body accumulates and gets back what it's missing so vitamin D is, is, it's paramount in, in uh, D deficiency is paramount in depression, mm-hmm. depression uh, types of cancer, and um, just overall health so You know, less sunlight, or less fat, because fat carries vitamin D, A, K, E. And so it's working against us, this whole fat scare thing.
0: But it's the kind of fats, isn't it? Your saturated fats are fake fats, and they stay in your tissue, and they call that obesity and start breaking down the body. But if you're getting omega fats and you're getting good, healthy fats, it's exactly what the body needs.
1: Yes, yeah, I hear you. (laughs) <laughs> and you're right, the trans fat. But again, people, well, you know the uh, carbohydrates and protein carry they're about um, four kilocalories kilo per gram, whereas fat is like nine kilocalories per gram. And so right away, people, oh, I can't eat much fat. But if you eat fat, you know, like uh, case in point, if I have a piece of rye toast with some fat on it, that'll fill me up quicker than say four or five pieces of toast with no nothing on it. So fat generally gives you a feeling of fullness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It packs more calories. Yes, I know that. But it also carries so these fat-soluble vitamins. So, And always oh, another good one for you. All the hormones in our bodies are basically fat-based. Mm-hmm. The structure is from your body produces these, including cholesterol. Your body will produce cholesterol. So, you know, by, by denying yourself fat, which your body is probably craving, people are eating more and more carbs, they're eating more... Especially like the bread and the grains, which some people are allergic to, which their pe- their bodies overreact and tend to bloat um I'm being just extreme here, but you know the whole thing, the fear of fat and so they're eating more and more carbs, uh, empty carbs, if you will, yes, I don't mean like like good stuff, yeah, empty Chips carbs and things and, like that, yeah, and they have this this low fat righteousness, I call it um. You know, it's one of the scariest things I hear. I'm in I'm in a, in a grocery store and this little girl can't be more than eight, said so, Mommy, mommy, this this yogurt only has three hundred calories in it. Like, oh, really? Yeah. she Should be looking for the free prize there, kid. Don't be looking for you know, calories. Like, yeah, exactly.
0: And it's also you know. this whole thing about, you know, margarine versus butter. I've always been a butter person. Um, you know, my mum lived until ninety oh, five with the butter and it is a game moderation. You don't put the whole pound on the on the toast, you know. Um, but it's it's so much healthier yeah. and it breaks down in the body quicker and margarine is a glorified yes. plastic that stays in your system.
1: I totally, s- yeah. I, I uh, We we uh, force fed that years ago when I was a kid because whatever, but yeah, definitely. I never liked the stuff no. and I found out later, I'll you know, I'll be in a restaurant, I'll say, no, no, could you please give me some butter, please? Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's a total plastic, non, non-food. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank you.
0: And, you know, things like honey for sweetness, and there's so much sweetness in fruit, and and this saccharine sugar. I mean, go for a good crystal brown sugar, something healthier, rocks, you know, um, a a sugar that hasn't been bleached and things like that. I mean, you know, start paying attention to the type of foods that you're eating. You know, what kind of process have they been in, and are there chemicals in there that you just simply can't pronounce? You know, because that's a good sign to stay away from it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's funny. Uh, you know, it makes you wonder if, if some preservatives actually, the food is the food getting broken down? Now, having said that, having I mean, been, you know, physically ill a few times, I, I tend to, I mean, I will go to a fast food restaurant in some foreign countries because at least I know what I'm getting. And the chemicals will come me slower than like, botulism will. So, <laughs> right. you know, there is a trade off, you know. There is a trade off. You know? I, I, uh, I mean, there's better, there's healthier ways of preserving food, but if I'm in a real tight spot, I'll eat those nitrates and uh, do the best I can later. But, um, but again, uh, yeah, it gives the whole thing. Awareness
0: uh, and moderation, isn't it?
1: Oh, well, for sure. Like if I want to travel, I'm in a foreign country, dog, I'm going to try this stuff. Yes. You know, I did. I did try shark's fin soup. Sorry, I didn't know they were threatened at the time. But uh, you know, yeah, let's let's um, let's check this out. I'm not about the. There's some real vile things out there, but uh, yeah, you're right. It's not going to kill even you. If it's, you even if the even if the
0: process of the food is done properly, your body yes. isn't used to it, so you could have a reaction just because your body looks at it as as oh, this is a foreign object in here. I'm going to
1: attack it. That's right. right. That's right. And this is a good point because some, you know, I uh, <clears throat> had some uh, proponents against vitamins. Um, one thing that, that I found out was some of these time-release vitamins, mm-hmm. they're actually, your intestines absorb certain vitamins oh. certain along the way. So if you've, I don't know the exact portion, but part of your, your uh, intestines will absorb B12 and another part taken B1 and et cetera. So you've got a time-release by the time it gets to the end of your intestines, it's now it's a foreign invader, and you're absolutely right. So um, there's a little note there. If you're going to take vitamins, better take them throughout the day than than a time release.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I just see. thought of that.
0: Yeah, let the body absorb it as it's meant to, and then uh, not have it hanging yeah. around. Now let's let's talk about the reduced right. alcohol craving because um, you know you've got right. the addiction to 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 you know exercise. Mm-hmm. You know people. Um, going to the extreme there but you know alcohol is if you're trying to lose weight well alcohol is certainly one that um you know can keep the weight on but it's also you know the the craving of alcohol I know for a lot of people when they finally get there and break through and they get into a healthy regime then they're happy to leave the alcohol behind yeah. but you know that process of, of changing over it can be really hard for some people
1: yeah uh. Yeah, I, I grew up around and part of the culture you watch any uh I just watched that movie the the good guys mm-hmm. with um Russell Crowe and uh it's funny it's in the 70s and so <clears throat> I mean every you know, every couple hours they're having a cigarette or they're they're having a beer
0: yes. and uh I'm from Yeah, the no, era. I hear you I and you know what opulence and everything Oh yeah, it was
1: <laughs> Yeah. It was hilarious, but uh, yeah, you're right there's a physical side um I know I'll argue with people, and, and, you know, God bless them. I know some friends that have done very well with, with the group therapy side, but there's always going to be a physical side. So some people, they're genetically more predisposed. So, I mean, you think about it, you have a culture, let's say, in the Middle East who have been consuming alcohol for maybe two, 3,000 years, and then you mate, let's just say the Inuit. I'm just being general here, okay, didn't see alcohol until the last 50 years. Well, maybe the people who genetically have been exposed at 3000 years can handle it differently or better, if you will. Uh, and it's interesting too, because I, I read some st- research from Joan Larson who lost her son to alcoholism. So she, she delved into this and she found there's about six different reactions and one is hypoglycemic. And, uh, I think I'm in that one. I tend to have a few drinks. With dinner, I tend to start nodding off. And I'm mm-hmm. one of the mellow kind of um, alcoholic drinkers. There's, there's, uh, there's those that are, are um, omega-6 deficient. So you think of some people who initially grew up in fishing villages. They go into the city. Now their bodies are suddenly craving this um, uh, omega-6 oleic acid, pardon me. Uh, and Alcohol seems to fill the void for a while mm-hmm. uh, there's another one it's the allergic reaction now these are the people that tend to get aggressive, yeah, and I know that with beer I know that i i I know I had a when I was younger, I had a scuffle with a friend and so mm-hmm. you know I was in my home was a damn rye. and I usually drink rum and and i I kind of roll my eyes and later on, I kind of noticed a pattern, so i'm not excusing certain behaviors, but again there's this uh they some you know beer drinkers tend to be more aggressive than say Merlot drinkers, and again I'm throwing that out yeah, there. Someone can argue. I'm with a hard
0: tack drinker. I was brought up on whiskey, um, and you know for me oh, I, really? I can drink the hard tack, you know the whiskey or the rum or this or that, right. and that, and be absolutely yep. fine. You know um, obviously not be able to take as much yep. as I did in my youth, but I can. I love wine, but wine doesn't love me. And uh, red wine used to bring out right. the aggression in me. And I used to get really agitated with it, and I only drink, yep, yep. I only drink beer in the in the summer when it's extremely hot. Otherwise, I'm not a beer drinker. Yeah, um, I was up uh, visiting my daughter in Toronto, who's a you know a bartender, and um, people knew that I was visiting her, so they kept buying me shots, and I would I was knocking them oh. back, but I was drinking water and every, you know in between all the time. But I can't drink the sweet drinks. Don't give me any of those sweet drinks. They immediately Uh, cause my head to explode. So if you are going to drink alcohol, A, find the drink that agrees with you and make sure you stick to that drink through the night and don't start multiple drinking because that's where you're going to throw your body completely out.
1: No, I I like that because, you know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's some types of beer. There's, I think it's, I don't want to even say which one, but it's rice-based.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I remember down in the States one time, when I was, per- and we just drank this stuff like it was water. And I had no problem. I'd roll out of the morning and do my runs, and I, I did a 20-mile run. But it, was, it wasn't it was as bad as some, say, humans. Have you ever tried that?
0: No, I God, just, it almost, I'm not really it, a beer uh, drinker. I mean, it's, you know, the bar. No, well, it's,
1: it's, a, it's, it's a strong, strong beer. And, mm-hmm. and some of these... I just doesn't do anything for me, but you're you know on a hot day when you, water just you know what a yeah. hot day relaxing nothing quite hits it like a certain beers or a cider just you know it's it's right now and where I'm at it's fine with me I know some people's bodies can't handle it anymore but uh yeah no I, I'm I'm glad to hear that because it is interesting people react to different.
0: And it's know um, what your drink is right? right and and know what your limit is, you yeah. know are you one or two drink at yeah. dinner you know if if you are a beer drink and you're going to be at a party and you know it's going to be a line, then um shandy it, add uh sprite or or seven up to it
1: and exactly it, there's know? yeah yeah, there you and, go, and then yep.
0: you're you're still getting your beer, it's still getting that long drink, um but it just kind of dilutes sure. it down and uh you know, it's just yeah. being aware of it, you know, and you can still, you know, um, have a drink, but just make it last a little longer and uh, know your limit. And when it's enough, it's yeah. enough.
1: Don't let people bully into it, right? You know, I used to be, uh, I remember that in the army, like, why are you nursing that beer?
0: Because mm. uh, I feel like it. Yeah, you know,
1: and then later on, you know, you put on more muscle, and it's, is, and then, you know, no, really, none of your business, and then, they leave you alone. But I, I know some drinkers, they're they're very threatened. It's it's almost like some pot smokers. They feel so threatened if the whole room's not getting gun like that. Yeah, and yeah, I, 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 anyway, we're more mature now. I hope. Yes. And I, I don't see it. But yeah, for for a while there was really, really this 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 uh, push. And uh, what's the deal, like? you know getting back to that whole thing of of being the model physique and that too what's the deal with this uh well
0: ultimately it's been at home with who you are in the body you're in now you you can improve your body you can strengthen your body definitely but you know you know like i mentioned captain america you know the tiny guy that wanted to serve his country and then you know went through all this transformation (laughs) to become super america but You know, in the end of it is, you've got to learn to be content with who you are and why you are and not, you know, some image of what you want to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not to set limits, but I'm not going to be a power lifter. Forget Mm -hmm. it. Not going to happen. You know, I'm probably better. I'm more, you know, I'm lean, lanky. I'm better at climbing. I'm better at running. Um
0: well, we have this you picture know, and of and you know, doing, you know, doing a, um, what do you call it, um, not a handstand, going
1: backwards, what do you oh, call it's, it? Oh, uh, it's, yeah, that uh, bridge, right. the nose bridge, it's a bend, yeah. Right, and so, I
0: mean, there, there are not very many, you know, muscle builders that can do
1: that, <laughs> right? So, yeah. So, you yeah. know, yeah. you're well,
0: strong, I, you're lean, uh, and you're nimble, and that's the way your physique is meant to be.
1: Yeah, so why not exploit that, or exactly. why not work with that? I, I, I just... I had this Kung Fu instructor, and I remember he <clears throat> we have about three or four of us come in, and he goes, oh, no, no, he's look at your body type. Goes, no, no, you got to do this style. You're more of the praying mantis, so you go do that. This is another guy, oh, no, you're short and stocky, so you'll do that. And and okay, and I'm not saying you can't do something else, but if you're suited to it, like if you're, you know, if you have a gymnast physique or you have something else, then by all means, uh, and again, if you're happy with it, I mean, if you're yes. good at you know, certain things fits you, and away you go. Um,
0: the, the bottom line is is strengthening your body so it's healthy. You know, when you have a healthy yes. body, it has an outlet, and it helps the mind be healthy. When the mind is less stressed, oh, you know, exactly. or, or the mind gets stressed, then it knows how to release it with the body. Again, back to that partnership, but yeah. back to that... You know, understanding what your body likes to release itself and strengthen itself. And it's not about a competition with anyone else. It's about a cohesive alignment and collaboration with mind,
1: body, and soul. And it's funny you say that because even Bruce Lee talked about, well, he talked of pushing the limits, but he also talked about pushing physical, mental, and... um the other word he was using was wasn't spiritual, but moral limits. I thought that's mm-hmm. pretty interesting. How it, you know, someone out there just um, moral more beating people up, but he was actually very intense on that. when he, was, when he but, you so know, you I joking? thought that was really interesting. Yeah. If, if so, if you're going to push limits, well, let's push these other limits. There's spiritual limits. There's mental yes. limits. There's all sorts of things. And uh, but um, this is not to be complacent. I mean, you. In, and it's not to deny other means of training. Like one thing, getting back to training, like women have the misconception they're going to get big muscles from lifting weights. Yes. No, you won't. You know, like like I watched, I've been in the gyms long enough, I see the same people, the same, you know, they're doing, you know, lifting intelligently. <clears throat> and then I'll see the same people on the treadmill for two years and they haven't changed at all. So if you, uh, if you know what you're doing, you mix it up, you're having fun with it, looks good, joke around with some friends, and programs in your mind yeah this is good you know I it's came the down and it worked
0: it? out you know build, build your well, body yeah, up to where you then. want to be and then the maintenance of it and then your body is able yeah. to go and do what it needs to do like you know the you, yeah. see, you see people you know going out um you know I'm 40 or 50 and I'm out doing a marathon I've never done it before well you've strengthened your body you've strengthened your tenacity your mental aspect of believing I can yes. do it it's yes. not about winning it's yes. just about completing it it's your own personal triumph but by strengthening your body yes. you've got that fortitude to do it and and also it just you're just investing in your body
1: well you get that i can and it is yeah i gotta admit it's such a feeling to go yeah you know and, and then you go on other things and like i, I remember as a kid just you know a tried to a track team and it's like who are you and like uh-huh. okay and then and, and But I kept pushing, and, oh, wait a minute, I did that. Wait a minute, I did this. And then you go, well, you know what, I will try school again. You know, I will go and uh, you knuckle under. And, you know, I did college, and I did university. And, and I, I really say, yeah, it's a neat way to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, you, you're able to push some kind of physical challenge. A real cool book, if you ever get a chance to read it, called um, No Excuses by Kyle, Kyle Mansfield. And there's a guy born with um, no forearms or, or calves. He's just born with stubs. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing, amazing the this things this, this guy does. And he just like, and you look at that and go, really? You know, and he didn't let anything get in his way. And uh, just really ins- inspirational. Um, but, yeah, getting back to the physical training, um, you know, I read about, I, who was it, Abraham Lincoln... You know, uh, he had he had a mental breakdown. He had uh, he lost in politics twice. He was a uh, lieutenant in the army. He was demoted. He had all these, and he had a, a, a horrible marriage. His first marriage was was horrible. Then he, later on, he lost his wife, um, Anna Rutledge. But this guy, he was apparently incredibly powerful. Apparently, one story there, he picked up a six hundred pound uh, chicken coop and moved it. Um, and did even, that help you know, him skinny cope? Skinny
0: and willowy. You know? yeah.
1: Yeah. maybe it did yeah but you know probably did i'm not saying every every physically strong person is mentally sound but I, it sure ties in from what i've seen mm-hmm. over the years i'm talking people with ptsd yes. coming back from afghanistan and i've noticed the guys that usually men and women who usually stay physically fit or look after the health. generally speaking they they tend to deal with life's problems better, too. So,
0: well, I mean, you know, we, we know that, um, you know, breath is everything. And, you know, take a breath. Take some deep breaths. It oh, oxidates, you know, definitely. oxidates yes. the body. And that, you know, that um, find an outlet, you know, whether it's it's go for a walk, go for a swim. Uh, Maybe it's the gym and beginning to lift weights, you know, uh, finding an exercise that really agrees with you and something you like to do. Maybe you prefer to be part of a group and join something that's a group where you're doing it together and you're egging each other. on. You know, maybe it's a solitude thing and it becomes part of your meditation to go for long walks or hikes or whatever. The whole point of is find what you like to do and then the pushing of the yeah. limits is just well how much further can i go how much further can i go how much further i can go and you will find that it will become your your mind's um outlet uh of release and calm you down and de-stressing you and at the same time it is strengthening your body so that it can provide for your mind
1: yes play it's got to hold you you know what it's it's uh i've been in situations well, military training where I wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer because <laughs> I didn't have the background, but I noticed after three or four days, my my stamina allowed me to think more clearly, mm-hmm. and so my classmates were were passing out and falling out, and and uh, but I just I just it worked to my advantage, definitely being able to be fitter and clear, and and you know what? Uh, too when you reach these challenges, okay, that was. You know, I lost a family member. I I lost a business a lot. But you know what? <sighs> it is what it is. You know, yeah. and and you carry on. And and I'm 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 grateful for some of the setbacks. Because um, you they, find they, out who your friends you. are for sure. Yes,
0: <laughs> But you also find out how yeah. much strength yeah. lies within you. You know, it's it's. For very, sure. There is nobody yeah. that goes through life without you know, certain amount of shit happening. Um, you know, and you know, it, yeah. it it strengthens you to to deal with it, you know, to find that courage within, that strength within, uh, to overcome those challenges, that tenacity to keep moving on. You know, as you pointed out, nece- yes. necessity is the mother of invention. You know, when you have to do it, you'll find a way of doing it.
1: Oh, for sure. I remember getting interviewed with a lady to train her son, and and I'm trying to talk him into, you know, the, the benefits of, of training and all that and he he kept arguing again. He's quite intellectual, very well spoken. Then he ran out of the room and said, You gotta push me No, you push me over the edge. I think I'm like gosh, what? <laughs> the edge? We haven't we haven't even got out of the living room yet of this conversation, <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, it, uh he was, I, was looking, I love looking for an excuse. Huh? So
0: you know, he wasn't ready to I that get, necessity <clears throat> hadn't knocked on the door hard enough for him <clears> yet. <throat>
1: He was an awesome debater. Let me tell you,
0: mm-hmm. he
1: was good at, uh, he should go on the, you know, negotiating for sure. Um, but I, I love reading these these um, biographies. I, I read recently read one it was Kirk Douglas's. It's called I Am Spartacus, and he mm-hmm. talks of his all the problem he went through in in that movie. He was starring in. He funded it and all these things. And you know, what? you you wouldn't guess that, cause he, but like. Like, wow, you know, and this guy was a—he was a, uh, univer- a wrestler in university. He was very fit up until I guess he passed away in the late '80s. But you know, I just amazed at this dude's persistence and one thing after another. And they're—they're they're being blacklisted by the McCarthyism mm. and all this stuff going on, and and they're over de and you know, and I just like wow, you know, like uh, and, tenacity and people I've talked to, and you—it it and, and and you know, you get you get that, and you some people you don't even know and and later on you have a maybe a couple of beer with them and you're talking and you and oh my gosh I didn't know that about you you know exactly. and and it's 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 good it's a human thing it's it's yeah. I, I admire that you know persistence um, and patience right <coughs> sure that's I think it's survived so far yeah yeah
0: yeah and you know, and, you know it, uh, I mean, I don't you know the hand that you dealt with you know, it's just there to, you know, like to, to push you in a different direction, to, to help you excel in another realm. It's not a why me and get, cri- you know, crippled on it. You, oh. know, you, you okay. talked about people with uh. arms and stubs and things, you know, I interviewed Alvin Law, who was born without any arms. But he plays, you know, uh, guitar and drums with his feet. He does everything with his feet. Wow. And, you know, he's a great inspiration. And, you know... I interviewed yeah. a young woman with 65% of her body burnt in a, in a plane accident where she was one of two survivors. One of the things that really stuck with me with her is that I've got to be careful how much I walk because the feet, my, my skin and my feet will, will peel. And, you know, you look at something as simple as walking and yet, you know, she has to be mindful of it. Yeah. But she went on to get a degree. She said, I was given the gift of life and I'm not going to waste it. I'm going to get out there and live. And, you know, it's, it helps us look at, you know, well, what's our excuse? What are we allowing to get in our way? Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 I remember a lady, uh, one of my classes, and it was a it was a pharmaceutical class, and it was overwhelming, but she would always come in, very well-dressed, like um, smile, and she'd, she, and she'd stand at the back. And I said, hey, you know, you just see. And she had this back injury. I don't know if couldn't sit because of the pain. And um, there she is. I had to drop out of the classes. i like, course though was too much I admit openly but yeah there she was she was taking this advanced uh, um, you know pharma- pharmacology course and that was what she's going to do and away you go you know
0: it's finding ways to manage with it isn't it you know it, it's and when you do yep. strengthen your body and you strengthen your core and you strengthen your mind you're giving the whole of you some strength isn't it and you're uncrazing um, you know your physique and mental barriers.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's much more than muscle. You know, when you really think of exercise, I know I just it's much more than you know, like you says the the physique and the the appearance and that. It's just I think the best times I've had is when you know I had that solitude or or working with friends. You know, yeah, whether we're slinging sandbags or you're pumping iron, and just it just. My gosh, it's so nice not to think too much today, or think of something other than you know the paperwork waiting for you, right? Piling up, and uh, yeah. So I I like seeing it in our culture. I remember traveling to Taiwan, and lunch break, there was a whole bunch of uh, uh, ladies in their you know their their office wear with the skirts, and they're all doing a fan dance. Yeah. And there's other some gentleman he's, you know, and he was doing some kind of work out and he's just big smile. Yeah, good morning or afternoon and, and then there's the old some of the people doing tai chi yes. and and it's amazing because we're talking lowest stances with a glass of water on his head and but they're fine with it no one had to wear spandex yes. no one had to be you know they're fine <laughs> the no clicky,
0: no they're just the doing there and oh yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: oh i got in, i got trouble i went to a running club and they all is their Gucci stuff, and and they're all good. They're very really quite quick. But I had some leftover white shirt I threw on. I, I thought, there you go, that'll catch the, keep me from being hit from a car or something. But oh, I'm getting these looks like <laughs> no one wants to run with this guy. He's just not <laughs> not or maybe I'm just too small. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah so and, well, you have got to get do, away from that. You to...
0: Yeah, I mean that's one thing I noticed when I was living in North Van in this area that we were in. There were these people that were the bike, you know, go biking, biking, bicycling, um, people that were joggers, and then they would come and meet at this particular coffee place, and and it seemed to be that they were all in uniform, and all part of this clicky club, and unless you were part of the club that, you know, that's forget it, well, you know, it, you you're going to start being a slave to that expectation of that and sometimes yes it's great to go and do things with people but the moment it becomes kind of a dictation of what you wear or what kind of bike you have or jogging shoes you have or anything else you're missing the point because exercise is good for your body it's good for your mind but it's also good for your freedom and so you need to allow yourself to
1: be free in it. Well thank you for that I remember I was at the Airborne of course it's very uh uh kind of restri you know, I wouldn't wouldn't dream of dancing tango back then, but you now it's perfectly acceptable or whatever. But I remember this one dude, very tough guy, very smart. He was a good good boxer and he would he didn't care. He was telling me one time he he ran into a I think it was a new wave bar and he said yeah, he dyed half his hair green, he bought a set of his his sister's uh tight pants and he just you know, walked in there and he says, actually, the people were all dressed normal and, and, but they all came up to him or asked him questions. Like, and he just, oh yeah, he he told him a story, but I always admired this guy because he just didn't care. You Mm -hmm. know, like he, he dressed the way he felt like it. And, and, uh, and it was funny. So I I love, I I love this confidence, you know, and I, I like that the same. And some groups will bring you up. I mean, the military got me healthier, stronger, and, and being a paratrooper was really cool. But then you, you're right. You get in that certain stage where, okay, now it's time to leave home because I want to go explore other things. I yeah. want to, you know, explore the intellectual, and I want to explore other things. I want to go see a museum and art and stuff. I don't want to be – I don't have to stay in that lifestyle. Um, it got me where I'm going. Thank you very much. Yes. Now I want to go somewhere else. Yeah. You
0: know, it's not living in life, but, by, in life by numbers. You know, you know, paint by numbers, Yeah. you know, and it's like, um, you know, today I'm going to paint in this box, tomorrow I'm going to paint in that box. No, it's it's that don't have any boundaries, don't have any limitations. Your body, your mind will tell you that's enough today. And, you know, just because everybody else is still doing it, well, you know, you know, that's enough today. Oh, no, today I can push myself a little further. But the only person that you're meant to be in partnership with is yourself. And you really need to know what your body and your mind is telling you. And you'll know when to
1: push and when to pull back. Yeah, I've I've done that too many times. Um, You know, wind sprints in the rain and then have to go meet a client and then etc. But having said that, you know, there is still a thing. We'll talk a bit about procrastination, if you don't mind. Yes. Um, Getting over that hump. And that is the greatest, what's the saying that... uh, it's 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 the start that stops most people and mm-hmm. I found that the five minute, the five when I'm trying to write an article or work out okay you know what we can do this for five minutes and 99% of the time if I can run for five minutes okay I'm good I can run to that that fire hydrant I can run to that mailbox okay now I'm in the groove now I'm yes. committed um, occasionally you're right sometimes there's a pain or sometimes you're like no it's not going to fly but we, we just, when we get into this mindset of the right time well I'm sorry sometime no there is never a perfect time so I'm, I'm just I'm not trying to contradict the whole thing of knowing your life but sometime you have to say okay let's just take this for five, ten minutes I'm typing away type whether it works typing well let me just I'd hate to thank the surgeon who waits for the perfect time yeah. Um, yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, just hold with that bleeding what? for a moment. I just need a moment. Yeah, just <laughs> well, you hang tough. <laughs> well, the heart's on find the table, my space, will you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, but you know, I remember when um, I was at boarding school in England, and uh, we were the school boarding school oh, yeah. uh, in the moors. And we used to go for walks in the moors. And when you look at it, moors are just, you know, fields upon fields. And, you know, the teacher says we're going over there and it looks so far away. And we had a different teacher who said, no, we're going to walk to that post over there. You know, now we're going to go over to that tree. Now we're going to go over to that fence. And you kept reaching those smaller destinations. And the next thing you know, you've walked the whole thing and it didn't bother you. But when you feel, oh, it's so far away or I've got to do so much, it stops you in your tracks. But as you said, one step at a time, the next thing you know, those steps have become a dance. Yeah.
1: yeah. So- Recruits. I ha- yeah. No, you're, you're right. If you're enjoying it, first of all, if you're enjoying it, I, I remember this uh, lady, I was uh, taking her up a hill, and she was complaining, complaining, complaining And then she saw these mushrooms. Well, she, I didn't know she was, she was like, brilliant at, at finding wild plants. Well, she went running up and down, picking all these things, <laughs> blah, 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 going on and on and chatting. I'm like, Holy God. I said, could this end, please? And then <laughs> and she walked downhill. And then I said, wow, we did about three times as much because you're into picking all these plants. Yeah, exactly. And uh, another mindset, I remember this recruit one day, and he's going, ah, ah, I'm sorry, I can't breathe. I go, really? What do you mean you can't breathe? Well, I can't breathe. And he went on and on and I go, well, where are you from anyway? Goes, well, you know, my parents are from Poland. We're going on. And we had a conversation for about, 10 minutes. And I go, look back there. and He goes, yeah. And he goes, look where you came. And I go, yeah. And this is, uh, can you still breathe? Well, I don't think I can. Well, uh, we've been talking, so I guess you have. <laughs> and <they> go, oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. I go, it's redirecting oh, the mind. Nintendo, isn't like, it? Well, uh. Yeah, this is when the exactly, mind gets in the way, you know, and it's like if you redirect it yeah. and, and give it something else to do, you know, then the body will just continue on doing yes. what it needs to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. In the, and it's, you know, sometimes good to just do some what I call mindless exercise, you know, because oh, yeah. it's your, your brain isn't having to think about it. If you're wanting to work out a problem, you know, it's, it's sometimes just go and do something that is just mindless and you'll find that your body will help your mind unravel. And then you'll start seeing clearly those answers that you need. So it's again, oh, for sure. getting to know yeah. who and what you are, right? and What you want, and what you enjoy. If you enjoy doing it, you're going to go and do it more.
1: Yeah, yeah, just uh, one thing I like about some of these school programs now is what they, it's huge, there's more and more uh, choices for young people to do different things. Like I go up the um up at Guilford Mall here, there's a community center and, and you walk in, it's awesome. They're doing um, hip-hop dance and they're doing oh, yes. uh, table tennis and all these families, I know it's two families are doing it together rather than, the, you know, the parents sit at home reading the paper and the kids are out. Playing team sports, but I really like that. Um, you know, even skateboarders—they have their own little thing—and their wall climbers. and I really like the variety nowadays. So almost anyone can, you know.
0: Well, there's there's get a, a teacher um, in the states uh, that you know, in kind of the the schools that weren't producing any kids passing, and he started in uh, bringing in kind of hip hop and dance into mathematical equations and right. have them kind of standing up and dancing while they're shouting out the mathematical equation. And, Get you know, out it, of
1: town! Wow.
0: And so in it it got the physical going, it got the mental going, they're enjoying what they're doing, they're becoming more engaged in what they're doing. You know, just think about, you know, back in our day, sitting in the bloody desk for eight hours a day, boredom, 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 boredom uh, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. at least we had a recess.
0: Yes, now. yes. Yeah, but you know then back yeah. to the desk and you know boredom. Um I'm, I was much better engaged into a conversation or doing something physically than I was just sitting there. Now turn to page. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh my god, yeah. You torture me, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's interesting cuz I, yeah, I I was actually taking my provincial instructor's diploma and and it was really neat. what I really enjoyed about it was was being engaged with all these different technologies, but also you're like you said, you have to do a, a group study. You have to engage. I had an interview with the instructor. I had to be able to verbally explain things. I had to, you know, figure out webinars. I had to figure out, you know, how to do my own blog and stuff, which I, I that was really cool. We're we're getting away from just a textbook and then yes. just blurring out what was told to me. So I'm now
0: it's more interactive. You know, now.
1: Uh, just Thank you. Yeah, and I, I think that's so. I think that's really great because I've seen that with with teaching recruits and fitness people. Some people they they can't look at a book, but you know, you show them once and they go do it. And they're they're geniuses in their own ways. Yes. And we can't write them off as as being dumb or slow, because no. they they learn a different way. Exactly. I mean, uh, yeah. And, and, and you know, generally yeah, and,
0: they're they're more actually because they're more intuitive. They just do, and they're more intuitive. They're more likely to actually see problems and solutions right. more than we do, you know, the intellectuals. So you know, it's um again, it's everybody has their forte and their skill set, and it's embracing what that skill set is. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe yeah, dear. which would bring this. Hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: um well we most certainly have gone over the hours which is uh because we haven't too much oh. fun but that's okay if you will let everybody know how they get hold of you know reduce your alcohol craving stomach flattening your books, uh sila silo and uh how people come to you so, how yeah. you can help everybody out would you just let everybody know
1: oh there yeah that any of the books they're all on amazon to keep it really simple if you want you can go to uh one of my websites, um, Uh I've got secondwindbodyscience.com. That's second with a two. So 2ND, two bodyscience.com. Uh, the third one is reduce your alcohol craving. i got a whole website set up just for that book. And um, you can find it on lulu.com, amazon.com. I think some of the books are in Barnes & Noble as well. Uh, I'll try to give them my number if it... Uh, Yes, I'm at seven seven eight, seven seven eight eight three seven three five two eight. If you're interested in just consulting or or training, uh, I do boot camps. I do personal consultation, one to one personal training.
0: And you know, when you've got that that's personal all. trainer that kind of helps, <laughs> you know, cater to you and what you need to do. You know, as you you talked about that getting out of the gate. Well, once you've got into that rhythm, once you've got into a system and knowing, you know, how to recognize your body, what your body needs nutritionally, how to push yourself without hurting yourself, once you've got that down, you know, with a trainer, you know, then you're actually able to get out there and kind of really be interactive in life and know that, yes, I can do this. I've, got, I've learned the tools, I've learned the skills, and I can get out and do. But that trainer helps you just get, you know, where you need to go.
1: Oh, for sure. I- to have one-to-one um, with some very professional people and uh, yeah wow what a difference you know mm-hmm. and I'm not just doing this to sell myself to have that tutor like at school it, it took a while before I finally took up the nerves to go listen I'm having trouble with this and uh, yeah or the, whether it's a dance instructor whether it's um, it's martial arts or learning mine has been learning sometimes I just look I really don't get this and and yeah I and it's put me so far ahead. Mm. and I read about the professionals, um there's a boxer I read about and he had a running coach, he had a you know, physiotherapist. A friend of mine has a daughter who's a professional golfer and she has their own their own massage service, they have their own pros. Mm. So yeah, if you wanna get better, go pro and and um you can't help but uh um uh, benefit from it.
0: Exactly. I mean everybody has a reason for being and so you know, if um you know, especially if you've been in a transition in life or coming out of a health scare or just, you know, realising that you haven't been investing in your body as much as you should have, you know, this is the time to to invest in that in that instructor that's gonna help you get on track with yourself and find out which niches for you and, and how you can really push yourself without hurting yourself and get uh, an uncrazy your world. So Thank you so much for being with us here today, Doug.
1: Well, you, Sarah, appreciate it.
0: And uh, you know, it just shows that you know we, you don't give up, you don't give in, you just look for another direction. The, you know, it, it not one size fits all. Not everybody is meant to be the eight pack. Um, and it's kind of being true to who you are, and the only way you're going to do that is finding someone who can help you discover. Where that balance is, and um, so thank you very, very much. So remember, you can you can catch them at uh, DougSetter.com um, or um, SecondWindBodyScience.com. So thanks a lot, Doug, and to everyone else. Invest in your body, invest in your mind, and find harmony in your life. Until next time.